Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the Cincinnati Bengals, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nocho Prano. Los Angeles Rams and Chargers. (laughs) You're in a Bengals jersey now? I mean, this is taking taking a lot of twists and turns. I am. I'm wearing a, uh, a Carson Palmer jersey. It's the last Cincinnati Bengals jersey that I uh, purchased. Purchased it in 2005 when I was living in Las Vegas. You know, I, I've heard some of the complaints from Bengals. If only fans. I had known you then, I would have been like, you idiot. Carson Palmer, may as well get your Carson Palmer Raiders jersey while you're in Las Vegas. I, you know what? I'll argue this, though. Again, this is kind of goes along back to my the curse of the Bengals and the curse of uh, Mike Brown. If he doesn't shred his knee, I know there's what ifs and it's oh, stupid. Oh, come on. They, they win that game. They do. They, they beat the Steelers. They, they win that game. He shredded his knee on like the second or third play of the game. They win that game. They, they, they were in that game with Kitna as the backup, all, like all the way through until the end. I'm just saying that that was a very good, again, this goes back to my point, actually, this is my point. I was a very talented, loaded Cincinnati Bengals team, that 2005 team. Mm-hmm. I think they had, I, I think they had Super Bowl potential. They had beat, they had played the Colts in a shootout late in the year. I don't, you probably don't remember this. I do, of course, as a Bengals supporter at that point, they had, gone back and forth with Peyton Manning in a very high scoring game. They lost a close one. I I was looking for a rematch, but anyway, it didn't happen. Hence the curse, but we'll, we'll get to a lot of that in the show, Joe. I I have a lot. There's been a lot of feedback from some very upset Cincinnati Bengals fans which has been kind of surprised. We got some calls about it. I got some more information. You know, I, I like to bring statistical evidence to my arguments. I'm trying not to be too emotional, but uh, yeah, I figured I'm here. I'm in Cincinnati. I know I have old Bengals gear stashed away somewhere. And I found this old Carson Palmer Jersey that I bought at the Las Vegas outlet malls in 2005. Solid. Yeah, I remember exactly where I bought it, and I remember <laughs> I remember exactly where I was when he shredded his knee. Where were you? I was at my friend Andrew Tommaso, his house, and I was wearing this jersey. I just landed from Cincinnati after Christmas break because I was I couldn't I, I had to go back to work as a teacher. I couldn't stay for the playoff game. So I, I had literally just landed. We went right to his condo in Las Vegas, put the game on right away. 
and the rest is history. But it's come full circle. Here I am. Here you are. Rocking the Palmer jersey. To be honest, kind of trolling, clearly. But uh, we we will get to the Bengals discussion when we cover the NFL and everything else. All that. I'm just going to tease you guys a little. Play a little game of just the tip. Just to start off. Now, Halloween is here before we even get to sports. Well, it's here in a couple days. It's here in a few days. days. Yeah. And I've been holding on to this call. I kind of want to get you worked up a little to start the show, too. Okay. I've been holding on to this call. We all know your feelings on people who celebrate Halloween, not on Halloween. And for the most part, I agree with you. If you're an adult. I mean, there's a lot of different things. Like, I'm not saying you can't. You know, I'm, I'm not saying somebody can't ha- host a Halloween party on that Halloween. You know what I mean? But my big issue is Saturday, Friday, last week. I got a message from Zach Olmstead last week. Some of the 315 crew was in costume this past Saturday, which would wow. have been the 23rd, I believe. Correct. The 23rd, eight, eight days ahead. Why don't we just celebrate it all? Why don't we just celebrate Halloween and Thanksgiving and Christmas all on the same day in November? The fuck if dates mean nothing anymore. Let's just pack them all in. But the yeah. idea of going out like Friday, I 100 percent. I'll be out on Friday. I'm doing a show down in Irvine with Eddie. If you're in the. Orange County area, and you want to come see me and Eddie do the Irvine Improv on Friday at 9.30. Come on down. There will be people in costumes there. Who are you? What are you doing? Two days early? Well, I got a great call here. I, I couldn't believe this. Here, here's a call from Kyle Aronofsky. Wait until you hear what Tom's River, New Jersey does. Going on, boys. Kyle Aronofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. I've got something here that's going to absolutely trigger Joseph Frano. So, Tom's River, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions, is uh, very well known for their Halloween parade. Now, I feel like a Halloween parade is kind of irrelevant. Like, if it's not that popular, this isn't a Columbus Day parade or anything like that or St. Patrick's Day. It's like having a Valentine's Day parade. But it's like world-renowned. It's one of the largest. So for the Halloween parade to be as big as it can be with as many attendees, Tom's River trick-or-treats on the 30th. So when you go trick-or-treating in Tom's River, New Jersey, it's not even on Halloween. I just want to hear Joe's thoughts on that. Um, if you guys, I'd never even heard of a Halloween parade until Tom's River, you know. But uh, that's it. Tom's River the- trick-or-treating on the 30th. Is the parade on the 30th, too, or he's saying they trick-or-treat a day early so that everybody's available on the 31st for the parade? I'm going to look it up right now. The, the, the trick-or-treating on the 30th? It's wild. I would suddenly be the guy who gave out razor blades to kids if a kid knocked on my door on the 30th. <laughs> so... I'd be like, they'd be like, what's in this? I'd, be just, I'd just be handing out edibles. I'd be handing out mushroom gummies 
and just watching. I'm like, for the next 24 hours, I want you seeing fucking dragons ruin your parents' life. How? How? What? I know. This is like the people who open their presents early. So the parade is uh, also on the 30th. What? The parade is at night. I don't even understand. I don't either. So it's on the 30th every year or is it on the 30th this year because it's a Saturday? They basically do the Saturday of I don't know. Halloween. I'm reading right now. The event is on Saturday, October 30th at 7 p.m. It's so it's so ridiculous. Okay. Am oh, I oh, crazy, Andy? Oh. We went out like when you were a kid, I'm sure you did the Halloween like toilet papering and like sure, hey, like all the if that was a Wednesday, you were out on a fucking Wednesday. Yeah. And 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 I have vivid memories of like you get an early snowfall, we'd be pelting cars, pelting houses with snowballs, you know, getting into trouble. It, you're right. And I, I know for a fact those were all weekdays. Okay, so the parade will be held on the 30th. It says the schedule follows the tradition that if Halloween falls on a Sunday, like it does this year. The parade will be on a Saturday with the rain date on Monday. So if it rains, then they hold the Halloween parade That's on November ridiculous. 1st. And then, well, like, what? The Tom's River Halloween Parade, which began in 1937. Wait, if there, so if there's rain on the Saturday, they just skip Sunday entirely and go to the 1st? There's so many questions here. What is that? I don't even understand that. Is there? Are they just not? They don't celebrate? the devil's day on the Sabbath or something. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. So according to this article, it is the, like Kyle said, the world's second largest, according to Guinness book of world records, Halloween parade. Behind what? <laughs> I have no Massachusetts clue. Or something. There have only been three times in the history of the parade that it has been canceled. So many questions. But it says the parade's at 7 p.m. on the 30th. So isn't that when usually the, the trick-or-treat window, I don't know how it is. Like I know here it's always been, I think most places it's six to eight is the trick-or-treat window. Because they want it to get dark first, right? So I don't know if they trick-or-treat before that. Oh, oh, hold on. It's ridiculous. Oh, oh, actually, actually, hold on. I just Googled. I this can't is even. I know. I have to read this, though. This is another headline. Tom's River trick-or-treating set for Halloween. And here's why that's news. Trick-or-treating will actually be on Halloween this year in Tom's River, New Jersey. This is the article. Because the parade's in the 30th. So they actually will trick-or-treat on Halloween this year. Wow. But that's that's news. I'm reading like that's big news that normally does not happen. I just think of all the holidays. It's like it's such a young person's. It's for children. And like teens and like college and post college kids who want to like slut it up. Sure. Adults, uh, your only job is to take your kids trick or treating. I know. The idea that like, you know, if, if, if people my age 
in their forties were like, man, you know, I got work tomorrow. I understand that. But then also my point is you're just too old for Halloween. Can you imagine if we move Christmas to like the closest Saturday? Yeah, it doesn't matter the day it falls on. We do. By the way, we do Thanksgiving on Thursday every fucking year. We act like we can't do weekday holidays. Well, they would argue, well, everybody has that Friday off. Because we give them that Friday off after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So how important is 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 Halloween if you if you're not going to like give people the day off? It's, it's just it's just I, I, I used to love Halloween. We used to throw a Halloween party every year at my apartment in Brooklyn. I've come to hate it because it's just like it's diluted. It's spread. It's so spread out. It's definitely diluted. Just go out on fucking Sunday. By the way, Sunday, what a great day for Halloween. Sunday? I, I have people dressed up at football games. I was going to say, I have, I have some good memories. I, I can vivid memories of being here on a football Sunday. For some reason, I remember a Sunday night football Eagles game and watching it as I was getting ready. Sunday's can, just also a great day to go out. Sunday is like maybe my second favorite day to go out after Thursday. In New York, Sunday was all the gays were out on Sunday. Then in the fall and winter, you had the gays mixed in with the post football crowd. And you know what we're doing? We're just going like, oh, if you can't go out on Sunday because you can work on Monday morning. Cool. Yeah. We don't need your shitty energy. Yeah. I, I, dude, gay dude, that's how it was in West Hollywood and like in LA. Gay, dude, gay dudes dominate Sunday with the party yeah, and the brunch. It's the best. In fact, I, I used to joke about it. Like, white girls would be like, you know, all the basic white girls are like, bottomless mimosas. Gay guys are like, bottomless cocaine and dick. Yeah. Like, they go hard. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous every year to be like, that's gay. You're gay. It's like, what? I'm fucking party harder than anybody else. I can party and go to work on a Monday. Oh, my yeah. God. I know. No, no one parties like gay dudes. Trouble. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's out of control. The Halloween thing. Dressing up two days early because you got work on Monday. That's just, that's so straight of you. You're so straight. Yeah. I don't know. Go to West Hollywood. Straight. That's what I should go as for Halloween. A straight dude. You should go as Carson Palmer. The bandage around my knee. You should put on ladies' underwear and go as Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, that's just a, that was that was you went a little too far. I'm gonna unsubscribe now from the show. A little too far. At least you didn't call me an idiot. Two games into the World Series. What are your thoughts? Well, a wild two games for sure. We have a, a broken leg on a uh, line drive. We've got a him pitching out after that. The Braves bullpen was awesome in game one. I mean, awesome. Uh, then, of course... Houston's offense wakes up in game two. The stat they showed last night, 
Houston's already won as many games as anyone in history in a postseason by five or more runs. It's just like their offense is so good at times. Um, I mean, my thought is that the Braves gave themselves a real chance by winning one of these in Houston, but I just think their offense is too much. The Braves lose their ace. Um, but the Braves have been like, I mean, the Braves have lost a lot of guys this year and, and still have gotten this far and they've, they're playing exceptionally well. I still think the, the Astros come out on top, but I'm as much as I hate the Braves, I'm kind of still rooting for like a good world series. Like I'd love to see a game seven, you know? Yeah. Did you see that stat on Jose Altuve? The second most homers in postseason history. It's nuts to think that. Yeah. Now all the guys on that list are obviously wild card era. I think he passed Bernie Williams. <laughs> not not known as an a superb power hitter, but a guy who hit, you know, a fair amount of homers in his days and played in a ton of playoff games. I think the only guy above him is maybe Manny. Obviously a power hitter who played in a lot of playoff games. They should have posted this. Smoltz said this. I want to see at bats. Yeah. It's not like the no, Astros that, have been in a shit ton of postseason games. Right. I mean, they've been in I a mean, fair they, amount. Yeah. The Astros have been a lot. I mean, not as many as like that, those Yankees teams, but also, um, you know, like I, I bet, I bet anything a like home runs per at that thing. Like I'm, I'm sure the, mantles of the world are up there guys who back in the day you know the guys on that list who didn't play in the wild card era are like i'm sure have crazy amounts of homers yeah yeah i think it's shaping up you know like you said that first game's huge shaping up for a good six or seven game series i hope so as much as i hate the braves and would love to watch them lose like the next three straight and be done um, I'm hoping for a good series. Yeah. I like seeing the roof open. Yeah. It's great. Right. And I, and apparently it was very uh, rare for them this time of year. Right. Was that it a strategic roof opening? Is that what they said? That it's rare. Yeah. Yeah. Very rare. Is it still hot down there? I think, the, I mean, obviously the weather's okay. Yeah. Remember, remember how turned you got that night we went to the Astros game? And the roof opened? No, it didn't know, but I, I should have fucked with you and see if you thought it, thought it did. No, it did. It did open post-game. Did you it? You don't remember that? Yeah. That's why I was fucking so turned. I mean, I was turned because I was all boozed up. But remember they opened it post-game? They did? Yeah, and it was amazing. Or you were next level. How many shots did the dirt balls buy you? Oh, that was like post post game. That's when we had that Airbnb at that. <laughs> Where was that? So much happened that night. That was the infamous Airbnb. Then that was also that was the infamous he, Airbnb that was like in a garage, dec decorated with like African knickknacks. But she was in the hood too. It was a white woman. Yeah. yeah. And, and Nick, Nick said, I'm going to Nick went Houston strong and flooded their bathroom. 
came out like a scene from you know Beethoven just sopping wet and then just shook it out in the middle of the room. <laughs> and we were like, what are you doing? He's like, what do you mean? This is how you shower. And we were like, you you get out of the shower while it's still on and you're soaking wet and you just stand in the middle of the room without a towel on. Oh my God, dude. What world is that when people shower? He's like, dude, I don't know. He's like, this is how we shower before we go out on a fucking Friday for the uh, Monday Halloween. You dropped a Beethoven. I'd <laughs> save all the references of the show. You dropped a Beethoven dog reference from the movie. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. And no, I'm not high. It's Ruther high. I'm not high. Oh, my God. I'm crying. Beethoven. I want to rewatch. I want to rewatch that. I'm glad you brought that up. Charles Grodin. Rest in peace. Yeah. I think they made two of those, right? I think they did. Beethoven second, I believe, was the. They had. I bet you they made more than two. You know, you know what's great is to go. I think it's great to go back and watch some of those movies or TV shows when you're a lot older. I was talking with somebody the other day, and here's another one I want to go back and watch. We were, we were just, we were in hysterics, laughing, thinking about it. The whole premise of Perfect Strangers, like, 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 what's the premise again? So he's living with this foreign guy and a country that's that his doesn't. Cousin. Oh, that's his cousin, cousin Balky. Yeah, come on. And that lasted more seasons than you would think. That lasted like five or six seasons. Yeah, I remember when they upgraded from like an apartment to a house. I almost think that's a whole that's a whole YouTube weekly series or podcast. But but I think it's funnier. It's if like, you get... it's like those two black kids who like hear music for the first time. Have you ever seen those guys? No. Oh, it's the best, Andy. You got to find these dudes. They literally just like people send them suggestions and then they'll listen to Wait, shit. Is it the guys that are just in front of the white wall? I don't know, but it's like it's like two. I think they might be brothers. The two black kids, they literally like listen to music for the first time. And they're like, oh, shit. Like I saw another one the other day where they listen to like Ice Ice Baby for the first time. And they're watching the video on YouTube. And finally he appears and they're like, yo, this dude's white. I thought this dude was a brother the whole time. There's one where they watch Jolene by fucking Dolly Parton. Okay. It's incredible. And it's just like, like, it's awesome to see dudes like for the very first time. Is it the same guys who used to watch Bill Burr's stand up or different stand up? I don't know. What What's their channel called? Do you know? I feel, I felt like we like watched this on, did this on the show before. I, I think I know who you're talking about. I think I just think it'd be a funny weekly series if like a couple guys, especially if they were smoking. Twin, their YouTube is Twins the New Trend. Let me see if it's the same guys, I think. Oh, these are these are two different black dudes. That's funny though. I love that premise. But don't you think be, don't you don't you think it'd be fun if like you go back and you watch? Let's and, and I think not that it has to be involved, but I think just like a little weed or something. You smoke a little weed and 
then you watch Perfect Strangers and you break it down, or you watch Beethoven and you break it down. Problem child. Oh my. (laughs) Another RIP, man. Who's dead in that one? John Ritter. Oh, right, right. Yeah. I was like, uh, was it Gilbert Godfrey? (laughs) He's alive. Dude, they made like three problem childs. Yeah. That's what Hollywood needs to go back to, man. That's what Hollywood is, Andy. Literally, if a movie has any thing, they, they green light sequels before they even happen now. I know, but they're like trying to push so much messages. And it's like, dude, just make a shitty movie where like they can't control a kid and just call it problem child. Make a movie about a giant St. Bernard. And call it Beethoven. Like, these are such basic ideas. And they're funny. I don't even know how we got on this discussion. There's like so much sports I want to discuss and we're going down all these goddamn rabbit holes. Did you see the Russell Westbrook reaction on the Darius Baisley dunk? Yes. Can we talk about that for a quick minute? Sure. I, I just, I'm curious what you think. Uh, I mean, I don't I, like, I think that was a, it seems as though, you know, standard, but I just feel like basketball, like the idea of talking about unwritten basketball rules is kind of like ridiculous. Like, they're a young team. The guys st- like, I understand. It's like, I think there was a second and a half left or whatever. So it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. But, but I don't know. Just seems like this isn't baseball. You know, it's not really like, uh, I feel like everything about basketball guys like screaming in each other's faces and like, you know, Matumbo doing the thing. It's like, all the stuff in baseball, like don't pimp home runs, don't show up, guys. Like the entire NBA is like showing up each other. Yeah. So it's a good point. I, that, I don't know. I mean, I get, I get that. Like, why do you need to do that when the game's over? But also, the dude is twenty-two or whatever. Twenty-one. Like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll read Russell Westbrook's quote in case anybody doesn't know what happened. The Lakers blew a twenty-six point lead. Did you, you see know, the stats sports center showing 230 games or something like that? They've never blown a 25 point lead. I didn't see that. Yeah. So the Lakers blow a 26 point lead 30 and Oh, in like the last 25 seasons or something like that. Russell Westbrook had a quadruple double 10, 10 or more points, 10 or more assists, 10 or more rebounds and 10 or more turnovers. So uh, Westbrook said how I played the game. I'm more old school. And when shit like that happens, I don't let it slide. In the game of basketball, there's certain things you just don't do. Like in baseball, you don't flip the bat. There's certain things you don't do in sports when the game's already over. And I didn't like it. Simple as that. Yeah, I don't know. Just seems like seems like he's a little bit butthurt about blowing the lead. Yeah, I agree. I got to say, you know, during during the game before they played back to back, they won against San Antonio and they were up big in that game. I was like, you know what? This is what I thought this Lakers team could be, which is on a random Wednesday night in the middle of the season, LeBron can sit both games of a back to back 
and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis can get you wins, which obviously they did on Tuesday. They were on the cusp of doing yesterday, but like, that's what I think this Lakers team, this that's, that's the one thing about this Lakers team that I do like. I, I still don't like the Westbrook edition from a chemistry standpoint in terms of winning a championship. Yeah. But, they'll like keep LeBron healthy because I can win games on my own with Anthony Davis. If they can get that sorted, be a nice thing to have for them. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a big if. I mean, you can't be turning the ball over 10 times a game. No. Come on. I know it's back to back. You're playing OKC. By the way, Baisley, he's a, uh, he's a Cincinnati kid. He's hometown. Probably so. a big Bengals fan. Probably is 21 years old. He went from Cincinnati to Utah. That's an interesting move, huh? For college. Where he played, he played at Utah. Yeah. I think he played for just one year. And it was a first round pick, but right. Like how'd that happen? How do, how do you go from here to Utah? He was like, they got Applebee's. I'm in. You you know you you're that is a talk about a hill dying on, you know there like aren't Applebee's here. Fancy like Applebee's on a Bengals win night. Honestly, like now that I live lived back here for a year now, you just like Applebee's aren't like you you could you could use so many other ones, but you couldn't use Applebee's. What do you think the closest Applebee's to you is? I mean, it's within ten miles, right? I'll look it up. I bet it's an Eastgate. It is. Ooh, or is it there? Okay, so is it Ooh, the one? Or in... is it there? There's one in Kentucky. Um, let's see here. There's one in Kentucky, six point three miles away. I mean, that's not even Ohio. I'm just saying. I mean, it's the greater Cincinnati area. No, I know. Is there another one within 10 miles of you that's also in Ohio? Uh, the next one's uh, 11 miles away. Okay, just outside of my range. But I'm just saying, like, there's a lot more other stuff. Like, if you said Buffalo Wild Wings. I've been to a Buffalo Wild Wings in Cincinnati. You have. That's right. Got in a huge debate with my buddy over Buffalo Wild Wings. I what mean, was the debate? Well, he's a. Have you ever been to Buffalo Wings and Rings? Buffalo Wings and Rings? Yeah. No. It's like never, another chain. literally never even heard of it until right now. Okay, it's another chain, and uh, oh, so it was founded in Cincinnati. So there's a fair amount of those as well. And he was just saying how much better he thinks it is. And I'm like, it doesn't have the variety. A lot would argue the food is better, though, you know, because it's not as big of a chain. Mm -hmm. It's more of like a local Ohio thing. But I was like, dude, really? I mean, to me, it's like wings. There's like I, I can think of I can think of two or three places in my lifetime that I've been like, these wings are standout. 
I've also had two or three places in my lifetime where I was like, these wings are the most garbage garbage I've ever had. Most, yeah. most wings. I mean, they're wings. They're deep fried. They're covered in sauce. It's sure. like, you know, unless your meat is like garbage or exceptional, you're in the middle. I have a feeling wings and rings and things isn't like four star chicken. Yeah, I'm looking at 56. So now locations. all I care about is the sauce, you know? Yeah. And the atmosphere is wings and things and rings. Do they have like TVs and they yeah. got the whole sports part thing? It's, it's the same thing. It's yeah. plastered in TVs. So listen, I mean, I'll give it a shot. Now, are they, are they wings and rings and things and they have Asian zing? Now, that's really the. Uh, who knew? I'm looking it up on Wikipedia. Apparently, they have 56 locations. They even have some in Europe and the Middle East now. Buffalo, wow. Buffalo wings and rings. Now, this is, I assume, a Buffalo wing spot that's also like a gymnastics place where you like your kids play on the rings. Yeah. Okay. It's it's definitely not as many options in the wing category. They have more other like they would have more food options. Yo, I'm not going to Buffalo Wild Wings to get a burger. Yeah. And I did that last time actually. <laughs> last time I went to watch a Reds game with my buddy, I was like, you know, I'm just not in the mood for because I was hell bent on I was that's the thing. I was hell bent on I was making a stand. I was hell bent on Buffalo. I was on BW3s. And then I was like, dude, I, I'd rather have just BW3s wings. And then we oh, got then, to, then you're saying wings and rings and things? I'm getting confused right now. All these damn places. I don't know. But uh, we all know when you get back into the dating scene, though, Applebee's on date night, dog. You're out of your mind. <laughs> that two for 20. It's funny. Said, I found my mom had so many gift cards. She had she had a book of them that she kept. She collected them like trading cards. She did. And I'm like, why? Like, and she would write like $20 left, $22 left. There's so many. You should just like put them all together in one and like go go hard one night. Go on the Joanne chain restaurant crawl with your brothers. But but a lot of them are like nice spots too. It's not just crappy, you know, there are the BW3s, you know, those are on there, but there's like some nice spots too. Yeah, I don't know. All these all these gift cards. I should do it. Did you did you see the guy? I love, I love people sent me that. Did you see the guy who for years ate oh, at six, ate at, ate at six flags? Magic Mountain on California. Ridiculous. I mean, I know guys who were like that, like post college, like they I had the their story. Like, they had their like live cheap strategy, but that's next level. This guy's leaving his office on a lunch break and going to a fucking amusement park, getting a corn dog. Also, the, what this guy traded, like he's all the money he saved, he's gonna have to use on you know, open heart surgery. Yeah. He's so just, if you guys oh, just 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 having fried dough for lunch. It's not a lunch, my man. Yeah. If you guys didn't see this, 
Six Flags offers $150 unlimited meals for the year. That's and crazy. He, and he was out at the Six Flags location in Magic Mountain, which is, uh, I don't know, how many miles outside of LA is that? Like, uh, I mean, yeah, it's in like 40, 50 miles. Yeah, not even. Yeah, not even. Uh, regardless, like right out there when you start getting to the desert. And the article was saying, he could see the Six Flags from his office, like you're saying. He would leave for his lunch breaks. And he talks about all the money he saved over the years. But again, oh, imagine having to eat that. He, he ate there twice a day for years. It's ridiculous. Years. It's pretty disgusting. You know what's not disgusting, Joe? Miller Light. Mm, the we're, opposite we're, of disgusting. I know. We're you know we're talking wings about and rings and things and Buffalo Wild Wings and Applebee's and a fancy restaurant. I don't care where I'm going. I don't care if I'm eating at the fanciest restaurant in all of the land. My first question: Can can we get you something to drink to start? Yeah. Do you have Miller Light? Yeah. That's one thing I will give Cincinnati. Miller Lite is the dominant beer here. No questions asked. Love to hear it. And I'll give it to the Cincinnati Bengals. That's the main beer at Bengals games. It's Miller Lite. They got Miller Lite advertisements. That's the main beer you're going to get if you go to a Bengals game. Is there anything better, Joe, than to go to a nice fall football game, grab some Miller Lights with your friends, watch a little pigskin? Absolutely not. Right? Guys, if you like beer and you're sick of all these other gimmicks and all these other, you know, seltzer type drinks and all this other stuff, if, if, you, if you're sick of that, then just drink a Miller Lite. It's been the original light beer since 1975. Miller Lite. Not Light. a pretender here. Not a faker. Not no. a, not a uh, you know, not a copycat. They said, what about a beer that's light? And people are like, I don't, what are you talking about? They're like, don't worry. We're going to get in the lab and come up with something. And then every other beer who we shall not name was like, let's just take our beer and pour water in it and compete with Miller Lite. That's not what they did. They no. invented light beer. They did. Miller Lite. I know, I know right away, Andy, how much I can trust somebody based on their reaction to me drinking Miller Lite. If they're like, oh, you're just, just like, you don't even know the history. You yeah. even know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's very true. Such a rich history. Being a beer snob and not respecting the original light beer. How dare you? Yeah. I'm a beer snob that I drink Miller Lite every day. Miller Lite, great taste. 96 calories. That's it. So go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Okay. We're talking about the history of Miller Lite before we get to NFL picks. We, we got to discuss. I know everybody doesn't want to, I don't want to go on forever, but I do want to delve into some things about the Cincinnati Bengals and some of what I would call a surprising blowback from Bengals fans that in my opinion are the most sensitive 
Some of you are the most sensitive fans I've ever encountered in almost eight years, almost eight years of doing dirty sports with you. Multiple people, whether it's Twitter or Reddit, told me they were going to unsubscribe from our show, Joe Prano, because I called Bengals fans idiots. Well, you know, I saw two references to this one on twitter and one on reddit first of all i think it's the same person probably right masquerading as two different people second of all listen i don't even think calling bengals fans idiots is real like i almost feel like there's there's two different things here like i am a like I'm still a Knicks fan and you know, I will never not be a Knicks fan. I've talked a lot about what they would have, would, ha- would have to happen. And, and some of it happened and I still didn't quit. And then they, they brought the nets to Brooklyn and I was, I lived in Brooklyn for a long time. I didn't quit. And you know, there's definitely honor in sticking with it, but I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot for being a Knicks fan still. Well, thank you. I think in a way that feeds into my argument. And, and I was an idiot for a long time. And it doesn't mean every sports fan, every base has idiots. We'd agree. I mean, how critical have we been on some of the other fan bases? And especially bases who don't know what they're talking about. See, I feel like there's so many layers to this from you, for, from other Bengals fans who just are never going to give up no matter what happens. They just are ride or die local, you know. They eat their wings and things. They go to their Bengals games. You know, they sit on the shores of the Ohio River and look at Chris Collinsworth's house, figuring out which is the men's room, which is the ladies' room. You know, they these are the things that, like, you know, Cincinnatians do. You well, know? Well, well, let's not forget. What did I say last episode? Again, I, I think people, when they get worked up, they do want to cherry pick. I said verbatim last episode. If you're the fan who just loves the tailgate, loves to go down to Paul Brown Stadium, it's a fun thing to do. Dude, I got no problem with that. You, you get away from your wife and kids or vice versa. It, you know, I got no problem with that. My, my, my critique was of the fans who's like, this year's different. But my, my critique has been how many times are we going to do this? That's but my I critique. Would, but so the, the, the flip side of that argument also, though, is like you didn't you know, your problem was with ownership and they don't have an outside thing and they don't honor their players and they treat their players like shit and whatever. And it's like, but you also had to witness a playoff loss in person to like get motivated to leave. You're right. You have a, you have a 2005 Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer Jersey on that you bought not with a Joanne gift card with money. You're right. And, and, so and, and, it's like everybody has their own bar and, you know, I would argue it took you maybe longer than it should have. And some people would say, oh, you bailed early. Sure. And I think that's a fair point. I'm not going to argue that. It, I, I reached my point. You're right. Witnessing that playoff game. And and it, look, it goes deep with the Ruther family. And, and I think. I should explain that. I mean, my brother and I made a decision after that game. We were done. My, my dad, you know, rest in peace, Walt Ruther. He battled for years. I mean, I've had him on the show. 
He used to have season tickets. He used to travel to Pittsburgh. He used to travel to Cleveland. He used to do all those things. But my, my argument would be the butterfly effect of like, if they had won that game, you could potentially still be a fan, even though the issues you have with the team are, wouldn't have changed. Sure. And that's a valid point. I mean, I mean, here's something we have to laugh. So it's almost like you gave up because of the losing, not because of like the treatment and the blah, blah, blah. Well, no, it was, it it was a combination of all those things. And, and, and and I'll play a clip here, which to me sums up, you know, the ownership and people can say what they want. And that's where Bengals fans get so defensive. And and I'll just say, you know, I did a deep dive last night. I got too much time on my hands and people are leaving calls about it and, and we'll get, you know, we'll, we'll go through all this, but you, you know, my response is like the numbers don't really lie as far as the futility. And, and to be honest, I didn't even realize even before he took over for his father, how bad it was. And the funniest part of all this we talk about the Andy Ruther curse on this show. This is actually hilarious. Let's not forget my father, Walter Ruther, bought this very house that I am living in from a former Bengals coach who had just been fired. Dude, think about the layers to this. Bill Johnson was the Cincinnati Bengals coach from, let me pull it up. I have it already. He coached the Cincinnati Bengals 76, 77, and 78. He went exactly 22 and 22. So it wasn't terrible. And when does your dad buy the house? He buys the house in 1979. Okay. So, so they but, have playoff wins post-house. They do. They made, a, they made two Super Bowls post-house. Yeah. But you have to think it's pretty funny. This guy gets fired. And I found some cool old stuff. I found like the original of how when they were trying to sell the house, there's this cool painting of a tiger that was in the TV room. You know, when they're showing the house, I still have that now here as I go through stuff in my parents' house. So my dad buys it from Bill Johnson. He had just been fired. He goes on to be an assistant at Tampa Bay and coaches for I don't know how many more years. You got to admit, it's pretty funny. Now I am living solo in this house. Is this the year the curse is broken? Does it come full circle? I don't know. You were, you were, you've been very vehement that this is not the year it is broken. I am vehement. In fact, I have now made another bet with our friend comedian Justin Wood, who is a diehard Bengals fan. He just texted us. Did he? Yeah, he just texted us and said, Andy, please never do a facts only video about why Burrow isn't a top five player of all time. We need him. Calling you out for killing Kobe Bryant, essentially. Unbelievable. Okay. I will play Justin's phone call. Um because we've made a bet. Yeah, this message is for Andy Ruther. Andy, Justin Wood here. Hey, pal. Um, just a quick question for you. I wanted to know if 
you wanted to take a spa day or if you want to do a skyline buffet the day after the first round of the playoffs. If you want me to schedule that for you, since you won't be doing the podcast and I will be. So I just wanted to make sure uh, but you have something to do that day since you have no podcast plans now after that bet. Thanks, pal. Bye. So here's the bet. So the bet. Justin has wagered $100 of his own money that the Bengals will win a playoff game this year. And if I lose, I do not get to do the show the Monday following playoff win. So it's Justin's $100 to your seat on the podcast following that playoff game. Correct. If guys, just for, for those of you who don't know our friend Justin Wood, it's there's very few people on earth who I could say this about, but it'll actually become an even greater LeBron slurper episode. <laughs> Justin Wood matching me in LeBron slurpingness. He's a Lakers fan now. I mean, he's even, you know, he goes where LeBron goes. He does. He really so, does. That'll be exciting. Yeah. It'll be in January. It'll be in the thick of the basketball season. We'll just do Bengals and LeBron. Bengals and LeBron just be like an Ohio bonanza. Yeah. He's very confident. Again, you said yeah. it yourself, and I he agree with you. TJ Hushmanzada Pro Bowl jersey. <laughs> he had TJ Hushmanzada do a cameo for him for his fantasy league. He, I mean, he, he loves him some bangles. I think he has a bangles tattoo. I think he does. Yeah, I'm certain of it. He has an Ohio State tattoo. Does he have a bangles yeah. tattoo? I think he does. He's I got bangles he head covers on his golf clubs. I mean, he is turned. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He loves him some bangles. And, and, and obviously we both love Justin. Justin's great. But but Justin's that guy who who I'm like, bro, how many times how many times are they going to do this to you? How many times is your wife going to cheat on you and you're just going to let her back? Cause that, that's what the Bengals are. I finally gave up. I'm like, I'm sick of being cheated on. I'm done. Uh, and I, and I had to do a deep dive. And, and Justin also does have a history of blindly and recklessly following, you know, uh, following people into terrible situations. He's a vet after all. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, what do you mean? What's wrong with the military? I'm in. I love Justin. He's he used great. to run great comedy shows all around the west side of Los Angeles. He's now yeah. in he's now in the Phoenix Scottsdale area. I can't wait to go visit him. Yeah, Justin's great. I uh, I want to remind Justin though of some and Bengals fans real quick. I know you don't want to hear it. I had to look up. I went through every dude. I was a little possessed last night. I went through every single NFL team, all thirty-two, their playoff history. The Bengals have five wins their entire playoff history. They started in 1968. They have the second fewest. The fewest playoff wins in the entire NFL history is the Houston Texans, who started in 2002 with four. So, so let me just put that in context again. The Bengals have the second fewest wins in NFL franchise history at five, and they started in 1968. Number two is Houston Texans, who started about 35 years later with four. And, and, and I got to keep going here. The Jags, Panthers, and Ravens 
which all started in either 1995 or 1996, all have more franchise playoff wins than the Cincinnati Bengals. Again, the Bengals had a 27 or 28-year head start. Make no mistake about it. As far as when it comes to playoffs, the Bengals and the Lions, like, it's them, dude. And it's, it's no one else. Now, the Bengals have made two Super Bowls, so you could maybe argue that against, like, a Browns or some of these teams. And, and that's a fair argument. I'm not going to hate that. I'm just saying, like, this is where we're at with the Bengals. And obviously, no playoff wins for 31 straight years. But I have to play this clip of, of his boy. It, it, it's even perfect. Whose boy? Justin Wood's boy. Okay. Hoosh. Okay. I don't know if you guys have ever heard this clip, and it's, it's like a three-minute clip. We can break it apart. It's one of the funniest clips ever. This is what the Cincinnati Bengals have had to deal with, and it's not just the fans. This shows the players of what they had to deal with. This is, this is the clip that I keep in my back pocket anytime a Bengals fan starts running their mouth, and I'm like, this is who you're dealing with as the owner. So this is from three years ago. This is... TJ Hushmanzada Water or Gator on your boy's show. This is him on Colin Cowherd's show. So former Bengal wide receiver TJ Hushmanzada. So Justin Wood has a, a, a Pro Bowl jersey from Hush. Yeah. Amazing. So this is what Hushmanzada was describing when he played for the Bengals. And to put it in context, he was drafted in 2001. I still can't believe Joy. The Bengals didn't have water or Gatorade when you broke into the league. What did they have? I don't even remember. We didn't have bottled water or Gatorade, and it was crazy because when we first got it, <laughs> guys would be taking backpacks full of Gatorade home. And that every day. Absurd. You were like in the water boy, like the literal movie, the water boy it, locker room with it, the bad water. <laughs> before, the year before I got there, Willie Anderson was telling me, they didn't even have jock straps. They would buy, get a bunch of used jock straps, throw them in the middle of the locker room and say, here you go. So he. Oh, God, that is not. Did you just say used jock straps? Yeah, this is what I was told from. And Willie Anderson was a first round pick. He said, Willie Anderson. And I want to say, didn't they draft uh, the running back from Penn State? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kajana Carter? Kajana yes, Carter. yes. So they were the guys that had money because they're first round picks. So they just went and bought a bunch of them and gave them the guys. Okay, I'm going to pause it real quick. Guys, this is what we're dealing Like, this is a comedy sketch. They were not giving jock straps or water or Gatorade? Do, do you realize what we are dealing with at an ownership level? Now, has it improved? Yeah, it's improved. But you can only go up from there. Let's continue with TJ Hushmanzada. God, I can't even believe these stories. Yeah. If you're not giving players water and Gatorade, what were they giving you? Tea? Well, I mean, how, I'm hot. It's 80 out. No, what? no, you, you could get water. You would just go to the fountain. <laughs> <laughs> or you would get it at practice. Like, honestly, but it was once Marvin got there, he brought a level of well, professionalism yeah. and yes. structure that it was like, okay, everybody stayed in hotels for every home game every team i've been on when i first got to the Bengals, we stayed at home so yeah. as a rookie 
you figure, oh, I was inactive last week. I'm going to be inactive this week. You'd go out. You'd go out and just go straight from the club to the stadium on Sunday. God. I I can't wrap my head around this stuff. (laughs) This stuff is I got to go home, take a nap, and I have to understand all this stuff. Like what you're saying doesn't make sense to me. That's a true story. I mean, my rookie year, we did not stay in hotels. We stayed at home for home games. All right. Well, I'm going to change subjects because I can't get my arms around any of this stuff. That a professional football team 20 years ago did this. He's TJ Hushman's auto. I'm exhausted from that. I don't even know where. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to go. On I mean, like what are we talking about, about here? There's, there's one last thing I want to play. God. You know what? I, I think I, I'm, I, I'm, star- I'm curious. Like, what did we do? I don't. I think guys would probably just bring stuff in. <laughs> you should bring your own water to practice. Like now, when you okay, listen to this. When we would have lunch listen in the cafeteria, this. they had water in there, but after lunch, they locked it. And so, <laughs> leading up to practice, it was like you just wait till you go outside. Yeah. So literally, you break the huddle. Who's going to Seven Eleven? No, that's not the route we're running. That's not the play. Who's no, going you, to Seven Eleven? We have water like. With the training, the training staff, they'll get water. We'd have water out in practice. Right. But in the, like, if you're just chilling in a locker room and you got thirsty and the cafeteria was locked, good luck. Think about that. You're sitting in the locker room and you want a water. Meanwhile, the Mavericks have PS5s in their lockers. I mean, Joe, look, you're an unbiased guy. And I know I mean, this. It's ridiculous. The, the hotel thing has always been something I think like, it's more of, you know, you're like, oh, just so guys don't go out and whatever. seems like a lot of money to spend every year just to make sure, like, guys don't get fucked up the night before games. But, like, it's standard. Oh, yeah. I don't care about the hotel thing as much. Yeah. But, like, sharing jock straps. I mean, and, that's ridiculous. And, and, and. Honestly, Andy, I'm going to take a, a, a flip side of the coin. Like, I'm almost impressed at how. Well, the Bengals have done considering these things that they had to overcome. <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair point. It's I mean, a fair they made point. playoff games. There were eight, no one year. They were thirsty. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. You know, we give Andy Dalton a lot of shit. Do we ever think he's just dehydrated? <laughs> and, 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 you know, he's doing his five step drop and he's thinking about how his balls are <laughs> rattling around because he, he didn't want to wear a used jock strap. I've now gone the other way. I'm now impressed by the entire organization besides ownership. Yeah. I mean, they haven't been the Lions lately. The Lions have fucking water. <laughs> I can already see Bengals fans getting angry. Like now the- to, to, to continue the Bengals fans anger with you. There's another clip that you need to play. It was posted on our. It's posted on Dirty Sports. You need to go to our Dirty Sports Twitter. There's a clip up there that I need to play. Which clip? It's the last tweet. Oh, did you post something? Yeah, we need the. Uh, we need this played. Okay. Just to update everybody on Andy Ruther's status, the Andy Ruther Bengals. You know, you your your revolt against the Bengals. When was this? Well, you you'll you'll see. You'll, you'll play right. it. Wow! You during the podcast you posted a tweet. 
Yeah. Unbelievable. Very savvy. I'll give you credit. Very savvy, Mr. Prano. Hats off to you. Okay, I'll play it. Bengals are going to bangle. And will I ever go to a game? No. I call bullshit. Never. Chargers are here this, bet, Chargers bet, are here this I year. I bet you go to a Bengals game next year. Only if I'm paid. A few moments later. I will enjoy. I'm going to go to the Bengals Chargers game. And I'll be wearing Chargers gear. <laughs> and I'll go. My buddy's flying in town from San Francisco. He wants to see the Niners in Cincinnati. I'll root for the Niners. Bengals are going to bangle. Oh, to be shout fair. Out, shout out to Emiliano on the edit. That's you great, the, by the way. The, to be a few to, moments later. You know, I was, you know, we were paid, right? I was paid. You were? Did you know that? To go to the Chargers game and the Niners game? Somebody paid $100. Don't you remember that? I, I, I vaguely remember Somebody that. Somebody paid yeah. $100 during one of our episodes, said, you have to go to a game now. And I was like, well, and I don't even know how you, it was via YouTube. I'm like, I don't even know how you return that. So, yeah. Well, well, we went from never to two games. <laughs> well, what am I what am I to say to my buddy? My buddy's like, dude, I'm flying in. You're supposed to say, I said never, unless I'm dragged, kicking and screaming. Unless I'm brought in a Brinks truck full of money so that I can give it to the players so that they can buy their own bottles of water because I'm a freedom fighter. That's that's funny, by the way. That's really well done. That was Emiliano. Yeah. That's hilarious. Well played, Prano. I mean, that is some dude. You tweeted it out during the show. I had it ready. And then I right when you started getting on to the Bengals stuff, I was like, we'll send this out right now just so we have it here so he can. Yeah. I was like, what am I gonna do? I'm gonna play it. I don't have the setup. I was I I asked Emiliano, I said, text it to me, I'll post it. What a great job too. He put the Caribbean enthusiasm. Oh, that was great. Under there. That that's that's top-notch work. And, and 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 by the way, he cuts off your early rant. I mean, you went on for a while about how you were absolutely not going to a game. Yeah, it's pretty turned that night. I think literally later that episode, somebody donated a hundred dollars. I think it's I'm almost positive it's that episode. Somebody's like, Oh, you're never going to game? Here's a hundred dollars. Cause I said, unless I'm paid. Here's $100. You're going to a Bengals game. Hey, man, if they're going to do it, they got their guy. I'm not going to disagree on that. They, you got Burrow. Now's the time. I get Cincinnati fans. This is the worst sports city the last 30 years, arguably. We, 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 need, we need something. Between the Reds and the Bengals, we need something. And I know that's why Bengals fans get very hurt. But I have been hurt too many times, personally. That until it changes, hurt people, hurt people. But I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm just trying to present facts. It's all I'm doing. And, and, and that's where everybody gets mad and they say, oh, you're a hater. Dude, I'm not a hater. And, 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 and that funny clip that we play uh, on Cowherd from TJ Hushmanzada, he's still the owner, guys. Everyone wants to argue his daughters are running the show now. Oh, cool. His daughters with all their vast experience running NFL teams. Duke Tobin is the president of the team now. Cool. You know what his history is, by the way? Had to look that up last night. Duke Tobin, the guy supposedly calling the shots for the Bengals now. 
His dad, Bill Tobin, was the former GM of the Colts. He's the guy who did the infamous Mel Kuyper Jr. back and forth when they drafted, uh, I forget that one linebacker. Right. Duke Tobin has been working for the Bengals since 1999. All these other GMs had other jobs, dude. And they move organizations and they work their way up. It's classic Bengals. That's all I'm going to say. But hey, if you guys want a playoff game, I'm wrong. And I'll say I'm wrong. But until then, I got Goldberg. I got Justin Wood. Anybody else want to make any bets with me? Ooh, get them while it's ripe. Get them while it's ripe. Joe's right, because guess what? It's a long season, people. The Bengals might finish 14-3. and three. They might finish 9-8. and eight. I don't know. Anything's possible. And you yourself said it, and I agree. I would not make any bets seven games into a 17-game season. Well, I mean, there's just no... There's no teams matchup wise right now that I don't think could draw somebody that could beat them. No, there's no team. There's not a team in the league that, you know, I don't think one of the seven top teams could be. I mean, think about, think about the AFC right now. I mean, we're talking about the chiefs, you know, maybe not being a playoff team. Let's say they do. Let's say, let's say they are a playoff team. It's not out of the realm of possibilities. They they beat the two seed weekend one. Same thing in that. I mean, you look at if if the if the Cardinals keep playing the way they're playing, or if they don't, basically a Cardinals team or a Rams team has to be a wild card. That's crazy to think. That's crazy so, to think. So, so like, I don't, is there, is there any team in the league that I don't think could lose to one in the NFC that I don't think could lose to one of those teams? Yeah. If the Vikings are the seven seed, I'll take whoever they're playing. I'll take the two seed. Otherwise. Packers yeah. could beat anybody. Bucks could beat anybody, you know, like. Well, and that's all I'm saying. And that's my point is like, also, Joe, we, we know you and I have followed football so long. We know how much things can change. We know how teams can go on a four or five game win streak. Conversely, a four or five game lose. Streak. I mean, the, the Bengals are the one seed right now. They're looking like, good. Vegas is two and they would, they'd play Cleveland in a first round matchup. Anybody could win that game. Chargers, Tennessee. Anybody could win that game. Buffalo, Baltimore. Anybody could win that game. Tampa Bay would play Minnesota. I would take Tampa Bay. It's the only that's the only game I'd be like, that's a they'll kick the shit out of Minnesota at home. Yeah. New Orleans, Green Bay would be the six three seed. We already saw that game. They beat the shit out of them. Yeah. The Rams would be a wild card going into Dallas. I'll take the Rams right now. But Dallas could win. There's yeah. just like the the idea of betting like just straight up on a team winning a playoff game right now. There's very few that I would say. And that's that's why I'm I'm welcoming any bets. And uh, but I like that the Bengals fans are getting in there for it. Let's yeah, go. Let's bring it. You know, five, five and two, great start. If you're a Bengals fan, and you got to bet with Andy Ruther. You almost, I mean, financially, you almost want them to be the two seed and play a wild card team. But obviously, as a fan, you really want them to be the one seed and have a 
have a buy. You know, you know, most likely they'll make the playoffs. I would, I would argue. The Bengals, they would have to have a meltdown. But you know, you never know what can happen, and that sucks because they don't make the playoffs. That's the easiest money I've ever made in my life because there is no game. Right. Let's get into the games. Let's do that. Let's do it. Week eight is here. Wow, we're almost halfway through. Tonight's game has been soured with some injuries or COVID protocol, whatever you want to call it. It kind of stinks. Packers at Cardinals. Packers don't have Devontae Adams. They don't have Lazard, correct? Yeah. Lazard's out because he had close contact and is unvaccinated. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, here you go. Packers are six and a half point underdogs on the road. Woo. It's a big spread. Do you want me to go first or you? Sure. You can go first. Okay. I know he doesn't have his guys. That's where Aaron Rodgers shines, in my opinion. I mean, he's that good of a quarterback. I think they keep it close. I think the Packers cover. I do, too. Simply on Aaron Rodgers' primetime factor, Thursday night factor. Thursday night game's always wonky. Yeah, it could be wonky, and it could be a, uh, a 30 nothing. Cardinals blow up. It could also be wonky, and this is the game that they get caught and they lose 30 nothing. So, six and a half that, that jumps solely on receivers. I mean, I know it's moved a lot, Joe. It was like yeah. four and a half. Now it's up to six. And, and, a half. and I understand that, but you know, uh, like get on FanDuel and get what's that tight end's name? Tanyan, Robert Tanyan. Get your Tanyan over, get your Tanyan. Money line touchdowns, right? This is just what Aaron Rodgers does, right? He's like, oh, you guys know this guy? No? Well, you're about to. I mean, he has an entire career of that, of taking guys you've never heard of or taking guys and marching to a Super Bowl victory. Remember how many injuries? I think people, you know, they had so many. They were depleted in 2010 when they won that Super Bowl run. But he's that good. I agree. And I think LaFleur is smart enough to make a game plan also to try. I think to- it could go, this game could go anyway. And it's an, it'll be an exciting game. I'm, uh, it's, it's a great matchup for a Thursday night. We finally get like a two good teams. Yeah. But yeah. Six and a half seems a lot to me. Yeah. All right. So we're on board there. Miami travels to Buffalo. Bills are 13 and a half point favorites here on FanDuel. It's too big again. Division matchup. I'm going to go Miami, and I and I hate this Miami team, and I hate their quarterback situation, and I think that they're they're making their quarterback situation even worse than it could be. Like, talk about mishandling your quarterback situation, giving it to Tua, and now also totally making it obvious that you're trying to replace him. I hate yeah. this. I hate this Miami team. But division game, 13 and a half, too much. Yeah, I agree. I, that was a spread I, I couldn't believe. It's just too much. To me, it says backdoor cover written all over it. Now, I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills blow them out of the water. 
But I think Miami's good enough to stay within that 13 and a half striking distance. I don't even know if Miami is good enough for that, but I just think it's like, it's one of those games where it's like, oh, Sunday, 1 p.m. division game. Like, I'd count on those being close more often than they're not. Yeah. All right. Panthers travel to Atlanta with the Falcons are three point favorites. I'm up first here. Atlanta has been, I feel, a thorn in both of our sides for years now on this show. It goes yeah. back to Mike Smith. Tevas. And his Tevas on hard knocks around like 2014, 2015, whenever that was. Panthers have lost four in a row. Falcons are winning games. They're winning, you know, ugly games against bad teams. This is such a tough call for me. Is Christian McCaffrey back? I don't believe so. I'm going to look that up real quick. Because if he is. Okay, he's probably not back. I'm going to go with Atlanta. I don't like it, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with Atlanta, too. It just seems like the Panthers are in a tailspin. They benched Darnold, but now they're bringing him back again. The no confidence. Like, look for the guy you're doing I mean, this is the same as the other. They're like, they're in the Watson mix. Yeah. I'm going to go with Atlanta. Okay. All right. Pick up any games doing this. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll get some differences. Next up, the Eagles travel to Detroit. The Eagles are three and a half point favorites. Well, that's another tough one, Joe. Maybe I'll pick up a game here. I'm taking the, you did it a couple weeks ago against your Bengals. I'm doing it against the Eagles. And Nick Sirianni talking about flowers and roots. The Lions get their first win. Uh, I think that the Lions to cover. You're going to hate this. That's exactly what I was going to say. I think the Lions get their first win this week. There are. Here's. So. Here's something the Eagles. You know, obviously I hate the Eagles. And obviously I don't want this because I actually think Jalen Hurts is bad. I think he's bad. I hope he's their quarterback forever. I hope he's. I hope. I hope they give him like a, a Mahomes deal. Have you noticed this? Like, have you noticed a weird like media love of Jalen Hurts? Like people like defending him and saying like, "Don't believe what your eyes are telling you. He's a good quarterback." Like, what is that about? I don't is that know. An Alabama thing? Is it a black QB thing? Is it a Philly thing? Like, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'm actually asking. I can't. I can't. I bet you. I I would argue I've probably fallen into that. I can't understand how somebody watches it and thinks he's like good. I've defended him a lot. Maybe I just want to see more. I don't know how many games he started. I mean, right I now, just I think even like even I think he's bad, and it's fine if you're like, well, I need to see more or whatever. But I have seen a trend. And maybe it's just because I'm a Giants fan and I can't believe that, you know, these like Eagles, Cowboys, Washington things catch my eye. But like there are people who are doing the Wentz thing where it's like, yeah, but what if this? It's like the Eagles, like he has weapons and they're like, like they should be better than this. And they're not because he's really not good. It just seems so, it just seems like such a low grade offense too. 
it seems so vanilla and so like they just it seems like they don't trust him yeah they do look bad usually for three quarters I think the Lions have to get a couple wins. And I, I agree. I think it's this week. And I'm sure they'll burn us again. Eagles looked really bad last week. Well, night. they haven't burned me yet. I haven't been burned by the Lions until now, potentially. I've been riding the Lions stink train pretty hard. Next up, we have an AFC South battle. Colts are at home to face the Titans where they are two point favorites. Everybody's riding high on Indy. Therefore I'm going to take Tennessee who has looked great the last few weeks. The Colts are two point favorites. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well then I'm taking the Titans. All right. Another pick we have together, Joe, not a different pick yet. This is unusual. Okay. We might have a few coming up. The Rams are 14 and a half point road faves at Houston. They didn't cover last week to big spread. You didn't like it. I didn't like it last week and they didn't cover it this week. I like it this week. They cover Matt Stafford returns to his home state of Texas. They're going to be talking a lot about the, he was Kershaw's catcher and Kershaw was his center. And we're going to do the whole Texas thing. I like the Rams to, uh, Stafford was a catcher. I think he was. Well, well, I know, I know, uh, I know what's his name was his like center. Kershaw was like his center. No, it was not. I swear to God. It's something like that. Kershaw did not play center in high school. I football. think he did. That's wild. All right. Well, I'm going to agree with you. I, 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 you know, I took the Rams last week to cover, but uh, I've been successful. I keep whoever the tight or Texans play. I take the other team to cover and it's worked for weeks now. So I'm not going to deviate from that right now. I'm going to take the Rams to win and cover Texans are just a straight dumpster fire organization right now. Deshaun watches just sitting at home, getting paid, getting massages. It's unbelievable. Okay, Cincinnati Bengals, I have to bust out this for them. First ever Andy Ruther Bengals jersey. Boomer. I mean, honestly, you got to kind of be a boomer to own a boomer jersey. Yeah. Nice jersey, boomer. My first Bengals jersey. Yeah, shout out to my... Here's the thing. Well, no, it's your pick. So shout out to my mom for keeping all this stuff. I was, I think I was six or I was around six or seven when she gave that to me. He okay. I'll say what I'm going to say. The Jets have a backup quarterback. It's on the road. The Bengals are looking great. There's no denying that. This is definitely a trap game as far as the spread. The Bengals are going to win this game. Knowing my luck, they won't. I'm already picking the Bengals in Survivor. This is the week I'm picking them. I mean, I mean, I'd, I'd be shocked if the Bengals lost this game, but knowing my luck, they will. So the Bengals are going to win this game. This could be a game where it stays close, though. But I'm going to ride the Bengals. The way their offense is looking, I, I got to ride them to beat the Jets. See, this is the thing. Last week, 
you know, I had it was a it was a two game swing because you came out and said, I'm going with the Bengals. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Well, I'm going to play your I'm going to play your weakness and go against your Bengals. But you were riding the bank. You believe in the Bengals. I mean, you can make all the playoff bets you want, but you believe in the Bengals. This is two weeks in a row. You believe. You OK, believe hold, they hold can on. Beat, you believe they can beat a arguably the best team in their division the last few years, and you believe they can blow out bad teams. I believe the Cincinnati Bengals have a really good team right now in the regular season, but you and I both know this. The regular season doesn't mean anything. That's where it all comes back to for me. The Bengals have put out squads in the last 15 years during the regular seasons. But for some reason, they melt come playoff time. I don't know what it is. So, yeah, dude, does this team look really good right now? I, I am not going to deny. Obviously, I took them last week. I'm taking them this week. But again, playoffs are all that matters in any sport. Joe, how many, how many people, you know, you're a New York Giants fan. I hate when people say, oh, they won that at nine and seven. And then they won that other Super Bowl at 10 and six. It doesn't matter. They played well when they had to. No one brings up the 14 and two San Diego Chargers team. No one brings that up because they lost right away. I bring them up when I when I'm discussing Eli Manning versus Philip Rivers. Sure. But that's my I'm, point. I'm also taking the Bengals. Okay. I just think I just think the Jets are bad and the Bengals are good. And I don't see them. I, I just think this is an easy week for them to prove for both of them to prove that. Sure. All right, you're up first in this next one. We'll stay in the AFC North. The Browns are at home against the Steelers. Lots of injuries going on. I think, I don't know Mayfield's status. He's questionable. Last I looked, the Browns are three and a half point favorites. I'm going to stick with the Browns regardless of who's a quarterback. I think the Steelers are bad this year. The Browns have some injuries, but the Steelers are, are still aren't good. Uh, you know, Three, the 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 half point hook scares me because of the division factor and because these two teams know each other so well and the Steelers you know this would be a classic game for Steelers to like win and 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 hang around but I just I you know I'm riding my now two year old prediction that the Steelers are done for yeah. I'll do a different pick here. I think the Browns win. It's that half point, man. I'll say the Steelers keep it close enough, but lose. All right. The Niners travel to Chicago where the Niners are three and a half point favorites. The Bears have looked terrible. I think I think the, the ship has sailed. They, they are just lost. At this point in the season, the Bears. I'm going to go with the Niners to win and cover. I don't like. I don't like, I don't I like it. To. I. I mean, I bet I picked the Bears last week to cover a 35 point. They were 35 point underdogs to the fucking <laughs> to the Bucks, and I was like, well, the Bears will score six points, and no, they scored three. They, I mean, like, I'll never pick the Bears again. Yeah, twelve and a half. But hey, we'll we'll, we'll jump up to thirty five. Yeah, I, I I just the way they're playing, I just can't. I just can't do it. I'm with All the right. Niners. All right, 
So we both got the Niners. The Jags travel to Seattle. Poor Seattle. These last two games, they're just right. They're right there, but they don't have a quarterback. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Jags. Three-and-a-half-point favorites. They've they've been right there with uh, the Steelers, and then they were right there with who they played last week? Saints. Um, so not like exceptional teams, but certainly better than the Jaguars. That being said, I just think that's the game that they're going to play. Whoever they play with Geno Smith, it's going to be a close game, and I don't like them under pressure. I'm taking the Jaguars. I don't know if I'm taking the Jaguars to win this game, but I'm taking the Jaguars to go in and just like, I mean, a Jaguars team playing a Seahawks team close tells you everything about the state of the Seahawks. I'm taking the Jags. Seahawks. Here's a fun fact. The Seahawks have not won a home game this year. They're 0-3. You know, and I I was leaning towards that same – pick because of all the reasons you said i just they're, they're you know it's like at the end of this game like Geno smith last week he gets the ball with a minute like it's not crazy situation like dude you got a minute drive down get a field goal tyson in overtime like he can't do that i i just think they're lost and and i think somehow the jacks cover this spread for that reason or win I wouldn't be shocked if they win. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the later games. That was a later game, but yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Continuing with the later games. Continue with the later games. moved on to. The Patriots travel to LA to face the Chargers. Michael Majid will be attending the game. Nice. Will he be be attending with your tickets? He will. Him and his father. It's exciting. Will they be in costume? You know, it's an October 31st game. Right. Michael will go as a giant. uh, Yeah. You already know I'm going with this. He's like, give me the Fouts. And they're like, what? He's like a gigantic helmet. I need a gigantic (laughs) helmet. I was going to say he's old with the old three bar face mask. (laughs) He's like, can I get it? Can I also get a chin strap full of salsa? This is a tough one. I, I'm surprised by this one. The Chargers are four and a half point favorites. They're coming I off a bye. See, I just see Majid at the fucking nacho stand with the helmet on. Jalapeno's the mic. Jalapeno's the mic. I what like you, it. What, what, what do you got in this one? Well, it's a tough one. I, I think four and a half is a lot, man. Yeah, I agree. It's too much for me. And, and, Again, the Pats, they're in all these games. I, I This is a questionable spread. I, I This is one of those, why is Vegas setting it at four and a half? The Chargers are four and two. They're nothing, I mean, they're good. I got to go with the Chargers, I'm sorry, the Patriots to cover this. I'm on the fence with this one too. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Um, I feel like the Chargers, I know the Pats are like, the best three and four team. I also think the Chargers are like a really, really, really good four and two team. I mean, the losses that the Chargers have, they get blown out by the Ravens and the sneaky home loss to the Cowboys. 
I think they need a statement game. I think this could be their statement game. I like a Chargers win by a touchdown. Okay. All right, the Washington football team. Washington, we won't disclose any investigation email team. Is three-point dogs at Denver. You're up first in this one. Um, in Denver scares me, but I just at this point, Denver fell off so quickly after playing so many bad teams to start the year. I'm not sure that they're a three-point favorite home, road, neutral, on the moon. I'm going to take Washington. I hate that. I'll be rooting you to be wrong. Okay. I'd rather spend I, – I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. And it costs me the whole thing, and it's, I have to spend a day in Ikea because of it. I certainly will be rooting for the Broncos, but I think – Look, I, I don't have a say in this one as far as I don't have a hard opinion. So to be – the contrarian, I'll go against you. I'll take Wash. Um, I'll take yeah. Denver. And uh, a quick update: if you guys didn't see it, Roger Goodell claimed they will not release the report or the emails on the Washington Football Team. Mark Davis, Raiders owner, said he wants it released. Well, of course he had to. He had to low key fire his coach over it. Yeah. A lot of the 40 of the women represented when it released. The NFL is claiming we're not releasing it out of the spirit of anonymity. Those women are saying we can still be anonymous and you can still release the report. Yeah. The NFL is playing serious hardball and we'll see if if Congress pursues a hearing. But that's where everything's at at this point. I mean, it's unbelievable. All right, the Bucs travel to the Saints. The Bucs are five-and-a-half-point favorites in New Orleans. The way the Bucs are scoring, I know the Saints have a really good defense. I just don't think Jameis Winston can – I mean, Jameis Winston, did they put up 13 points? Yeah, was it, I thought, was it, this, this spread seems crazy to me. It feels like it should be seven-and-a-half. Yeah, was it 13-10, to 10, right, Monday football game? Like, yeah. they look terrible. Jameis yeah. Winston looked terrible. Yeah. Did, did you see that play where – and and Eli and – Peyton were talking about it where Sean Peyton just said what he said you could read his lips what were you thinking yeah when they had the wide open Camara tight end, tight end screen was it tight end okay yeah, yeah. I mean I think and he, I th- and he just like took a sack yeah or did something bad yeah I think Jameis looks terrible I just don't think they can score enough points to stay in this game I'm gonna go with the Bucks. 100% agree it seems it seems like a crazy low spread, which makes me think we'll probably be wrong. But by the way, that was a what great. does Vegas know that we don't know? Yeah, that it's, that was, in, that it's in New Orleans. The Giants went into New Orleans and beat them. Yeah, in their only home game they've had this year. That was a, that was a great broadcast, by the way. Eli and Peyton. Oh, so good. So Dude, and Marshawn, uh, make Marshawn the official third. Make him oh. a make him an honorary Manning. I mean, it's just the, the guests they're getting. It's just unbelievable. I mean, Brady was great, but Marshawn was like next level. Sure. It's just, by the way, level. this as a guy who went to the Superdome just a few weeks ago, Halloween day against the Bucks in the Superdome will be a fun thing to be at. Oh, yeah. That'll be awesome. We some voodoo curses going on there. But I'll tell you what, man, that that broadcast with those guys, 
I mean, Eli's hilarious. I don't know what Townsend will say. He's hilarious. He's the best. And you know what? They have the, they, I was talking to Tug about this the other day. They have this, they have a, uh, a technology problem, which they just got to get sorted. Like, dude, if you're ESPN, like send, send like a local guy to like Eli's sort house. Out. Yeah. Not even Eli's, uh, uh, you know, the guest, the guest is always like on a half a second delay. You know what I mean? But Eli is so such a sniper. He's the only guy who still never talks over anybody, even though they're on a delay. Cause he's just sitting waiting. He needs an extra second. And then he, boom, he comes in. He's, he's, he's precise. Yeah. He's hilarious. So great. Such a great broadcast. Eli two Super Bowl MVPs. A Walter Payton Man of the Year, an Emmy. Ooh, be nice. like he was carried by the production team. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, your Sunday night football game: Cowboys at Vikings. Cowboys are one and a half point favorites. You know the big key here is Dak and his calf. The big key here is this my pick? Yeah. The big key here is Kirk Cousins against a ball hawking defense in prime time, prime time cousins. May as well have Andy Ruther. Yeah, I got it. We don't, we don't know what prime time Andy Ruther looks like. We know what prime time Kirk Cousins looks like. It's bad. So we both agree. Cowboys. Yes. All right. And your Monday night game, it's your giants. At Kansas City, wow, it's a big spread, man. Vegas just keeps having faith in the Chiefs. Chiefs are ten point favorites. I'm up. You're up. First of all, before you make your pick, I believe Eli and Peyton will be calling this game, right? Like, how awesome is that? We get That's great. Eli Giants game. I just, I just, I do the chiefs. I can't pick them to cover until they show me differently. And this might be the week I'm burned, which is fine. I'm going with the giants to cover. Wow. Can't believe this is happening. I'm going to take the chiefs to cover. Ooh, a little roll reversal here. Giants on the road. It's tough. I think that their defense looked really good last week, but it was against Carolina. It scares me that, you know, I'd love to. I'd love to think that the Chiefs are, or the Giants' defense finding themselves a little bit, but I also just think if there was ever a, there was ever a team that will get the Mahomes ball rolling, it'll be against my fucking team on Monday night, where I have to watch them score fifty-five points, and yeah. the Giants lose, and the Giants don't cover because they lose fifty-one thirty. Sure. I kind of hope it's a shootout. Like I like even if the Giants lose, I kind of hope it's like let's go. Like 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 let the offense go. But their only chance of beating the Chiefs is obviously to play a Mahomes. You know, play the game that people have been playing with Mahomes lately and blitzing him and forcing the ball out of him. And whoever yeah. thought there'd be a game where Patrick Mahomes and Daniel Jones faced off, not early in the year, mid year. And Mahomes has more turnovers. Well, if they're going to write the ship, they better get started. 
All right, those are week eight picks. Do we have time for a couple calls? Sure. I don't know. You're you. I I'm not on a time. We could do we could do however many you can sneak in. Yeah, let's do a couple calls. I'm on, I'm on babysitting duty here in a bit. But uh, let's uh, let let's we just talked Mahomes. Let's let's keep with the Mahomes call. And yeah. uh, this is this is a, a scenario. You know, we love scenarios in the show. Three one zero three five nine eight three six five. Here we go, yo. That's the hotline. So give us a ring. Hey, Joe and Andy, number one dirt ball from South Bend, Indiana, Stephen Dermer calling. Uh, just want to see what you guys have to think about or what you guys would think about this. Uh, if you guys had to choose between being in the position that the Packers are in with Aaron Rodgers possibly having that possibility to leave, but him being one of the greatest quarterbacks and having that option that he might stay if you can make him happy, would you rather be that or would you rather be the Chiefs right now with how Mahomes is playing and how committed they are with all the money and having just an absolutely horrible defense? But, you know, you still got Patrick Mahomes as long as he can perform better than he has been all season. Just want to see what you guys think. Thanks, guys. Stay dirty. I guess he's basically saying future prospects, correct? Yeah. Or, or, or let's, let's, let's just say, let's, how about we do this? Let's just say the next two to three years. It's tough. It in is a tough. In a vacuum, it's like two to three years from now. The, the thing about the Mahomes money, it's it was so much money that it's like it's still not going to be the deal. You know, like every deal is terrible, and then three years later, it's better. And like the Mahomes, and I'm not saying the Mahomes deal is bad because he earned it, but. It is hampering them. Um, but I think just like, God, it's tough. Okay. Let me, can I ask you this? Yeah. This is a better way to phrase it. Who has the better window to win a Super Bowl the next two I still two think the years? Chiefs have a better window to win the Super Bowl. You do. Interesting. Because, because I think right now, and this is going to like, oh, we're going to have the, uh, <clears throat> I, I, I love to set off Bills fans lately, and I, I guess maybe your angry uh, Bengals fans can join in the party or whatever. But, like, the NFC, I like the, this Packers team, and I love Aaron Rodgers. Everybody knows that about me. Chiefs, sorry, uh, Rams, Cardinals, Bucks. Those are fucking three teams you're going to have to play one of them. You're probably going to have to play two of them. I just think your chances of getting there are worse. And then once you get there any given Sunday, I love Aaron Rodgers in a Super Bowl game against anybody on a random day. I just think the chances of Patrick Mahomes drawing, uh, you know, getting a seven seed and drawing or a six seed and drawing a kind of easy path where they just got to beat, you know, whoever, and then a Bills team in an AFC championship game. So all those things considered, I'd kind of rather be the Chiefs, but really that money is such a factor, and and, and Aaron Rodgers isn't going to command a six-year deal Yeah, you know, at, at any point. Well, the, you're right. The NFC is definitely so loaded. It's a gauntlet just to get through it. And I, and I agree with you. 
I mean, it, like no, no one's going to be shocked if the Chiefs finish. Let's say this Chiefs squeeze in at like ten and seven, right? And then they beat a Bengals team or a Ravens team, and then a Bill. You know, like no one's going to be shocked about that. I agree. Like, I see. I see your point of view there. I mean, right now the Packers are. 10 to 1 to win the Super Bowl and the Chiefs are 12 to 1. Interesting. But the Bucks, Rams and Cardinals are above the Packers and just the Bills and the and no, the and just the Bills are above the the Chiefs. Literally exactly what I said. What are the Ravens? What are the Bengals? The Ravens are are equal and the Bengals are 30 to 1. The Browns are ahead of the Bengals, the Chargers, the Titans, the Ravens, all ahead of the Bengals. Interesting. All Raiders, right, call- Raiders and Bengals are even. Gotcha. This call's been sitting here for a minute. Let's get to it. Hey, Joe and Andy. This is Nick D'Alessandro calling from Stamford, Connecticut, formerly of Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I just had a quick question for you guys. So, who is an athlete that you guys were kind of taught to hate growing up, mainly as a kid, that maybe played for a rival team or something like that? But then as you kind of grew older and learned more about them, you kind of realized that the only reason why you hated them was because they were on that team. So you learned more about the person and you realized that you liked them. For example, um, I grew up in Ann Arbor, grew up a Michigan fan. Everybody kind of just taught me to hate Kirk Herb Street because he went to Ohio State. But then I actually kind of learned about him, learned about his background, really enjoyed what he was doing. But I was like, oh, I actually kind of like this guy as I kind of became an adult. So I'm just kind of curious about um, your take on that. And, yeah, as always, keep up the good work. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. I, you know, off the top of my head, it's not even an athlete, but it's sports-related. I'd say Joe Buck. Okay. Like, everyone's like, Joe Buck sucks. I hate Joe Buck. And I probably said the same thing, too. And I probably just was a leader, or I'm sorry, was a follower. But like, as the years have gone on, I'm, I'm, I'm like, why is he so bad? You know, like I defend him now. I say, well, what's, what do you hate so much? That's just the easy thing to say. I hate Joe Buck. Well, why? Yeah. What do you hate so much? I never, about? I never really got, I've never really gotten the Joe Buck hate. Yeah. I think people just don't like seeing their team lose, and then whoever's calling, and then on a national level. They fucking hate it. Um, for me, it's pretty easy because uh, the Braves were such a thorn in the Mets side, especially in those 90s and the early 2000s years. Um, you know, the the Maddox, Glavin, uh, and then definitely Chipper Jones. I mean, the Larry chance, everybody like the fucking Mets fans hate Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones is a pretty good guy. Uh, but definitely like the Maddox club. Glavin obviously comes over, becomes a Mets fan favorite as well. Maddox, you hated him because he fucking shut you down all the time. But like, I just loved, I grew to love him because he was so fucking good. Yeah. So good. The guy we mentioned earlier in the show, Bernie Williams. I always, Bernie Williams and, and uh, a guy who I hated then liked and then hated again, Girardi guys on the Yankees that I, you know, came to, came to like, uh, 
Always liked Bernie Williams. Hard not to like Bernie Williams. I couldn't stand Bob Huggins growing up because he coached, you know, Xavier's rival, Cincinnati. And he always beat Xavier. Like he dominated Xavier. And then when he left and kept eating food, he like he turned into almost a character. I like I love him now. I love Huggins. Yeah. The guy when when the guys leave and you get a you get a fresh start with them too, like Reggie White. When Reggie White left the Eagles, I was like, oh yeah, fuck, fuck. love Reggie White. Fucking <laughs> this guy's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's true. When he's on the Eagles. I was like, I hope fucking hope he has a heart attack. And now I'm like, oh shit, did I did I say that too many times when he was an Eagle? Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. When when, when a guy leaves and he's always beating your team or really good for another team that plays your team. I I, I totally agree. By the way, Troy Nick Palomalu, the, uh, the second Nick D'Alessandro calling from Stanford, Connecticut. Yeah, I hope I hope he's registered to vote and can vote for Bobby Valentine, who I believe is running for mayor of Stanford, Connecticut. Interesting. And also, since he was formerly of where wasn't he a Michigan guy as well or like Ann Arbor Ann Arbor? Yeah, he was the other Michigan Nick D'Alessandro. Since I am assuming you're new, go check out Pat's Hubba Hubba in uh stanford connecticut a great chili burger chili dog ice cream shoppy kind of greasy spoon go check out pat's hubba hubba and vote for bobby valentine another guy again not the personality just because he was so good was troy palomalo he would just dominate the Bengals, and i couldn't stand him right because he's always a thorn in the side and then he retires and you're like, he's great. And first of all, I think his commercials are funny. Like yeah. I like, I like him and Mahomes and those hair commercials. Another guy for me, whose game I always loved, but I fucking hated him because he was against us. But then obviously he leaves and now, and now also retroactively like post-retirement Scotty Pippen. I don't like love Scotty Pippen, but like, man, do I appreciate Scotty Pippen's game and fucking hated him when he was on the bulls. Yeah. All right, that's the calls for today. 310-359-8365. I know some of you guys left calls from me. We'll maybe get to those next week about the Bengals. We'll I mean, to them a few moments later. I mean, I think you know, I think we delved into the Bengals thing. I think this is going to be an this is, you know, we always have the thing. Every year we have a thing. This is the thing, obviously. Bets are open, wagers are open. Yeah, and and look guys, I'm only 150 bucks in the hole if I lose right now. I can afford a few more bets. That's that's I mean, that's don't not. forget you also have to pay for food and drink at the two Bengals games you're going to. So factor that into your well, I might have connections for those games, by the way. So am I paying for food and drink? I feel like I need to make a wager with you prior to the playoffs happening where if I win, you have to go to a Bengals game, the Bengals playoff home game in a Bengals in Bengals gear and root for them. Now, obviously I can't make you root for them, but like just you walking in in your Carson Palmer Jersey guys, high five and you let's go. Who day. I have so many vivid memories of Bengals games. Like, like of, disappointment i might need to come out there and fucking go to a bank if the Bengals, justin wood if you're still listening if the Bengals have a host a playoff game we should all go visit andy ruther in cincinnati it's a terrible stadium that, that that's another reason fans get mad but it really is i'm not i'm not by i'm not just saying this we could do the tj hushman's of comedy maybe do a comedy night at the 
I, the hoosh, dude, the hoosh of comedy. And you know, anybody who has a hooshman's out of Pro Bowl jersey, I mean, that's actually a picture of it. I know that I saw it. That's respect. That's respect. Like, it's ridiculous, but it's res- also respect. We're gonna catch a game with the hoosh of comedy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, leave us a, a podcast review on Apple. And if you do, thank you for those who've done that. Uh, I'll send you two koozies. So drop your Twitter, Instagram handle in that review. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the dirty sports. We are, we're on Reddit. Of course, we have some fun threads sometimes. Uh, you, you can know. follow me on all social media at Joe Prano. Please do. Please follow me on Instagram where I put up all of my shows as they, uh, happen. I will be. At Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter, where I'm at Fix Your Life. Um, and also, I am traveling next week. I hit the road with Eddie If for a what's about 10, 9, 10 days of shows. We go Friday, Saturday, the 4th and 5th in Wilmington. 5th and 6th? 5th and 6th in Wilmington, North Carolina. We got the 9th and 10th, I believe, in Naples, Florida. And we've got the... 11th, 12th, 13th in Key West, Florida. I think I'm going to bring my golf club. So if anybody wants to hit the links in the Naples area, you let me know. Nice. And if anybody has any connections to the one and only golf course on Key West, or if anybody has a boat or a seaplane and lives in Florida and wants to hang out, let me know. All right. That's our show, guys. Thank you for listening and for all the support. You guys have a great holiday weekend. And as always, stay dirty.